So glad you're here. So, you ready to watch episode one of season two of The Chosen? That's what we're talking about this week. You guys, this episode, Jesus' Purpose, will come into even sharper focus. He wants the lost found. He wants the outsiders brought in. He wants the rejected, the forgotten, the lonely, the ashamed, the broken, the afraid, the desperate to know that God sees them, to know that God wants them, to know that God has plans for them. He wants the lost found. Jesus wants no, no one anywhere, anytime to ever slip through life's cracks. And life's biggest crack that we all fall into more than we want to admit is sin. So who are those most drawn to Jesus, most pulled into him? Those who are truthful about their own struggle with sin. The draw to Jesus hasn't changed today. When the human being becomes aware of his or her inclinations to selfishness and pride, they, they have crossroads moments. You see, either they will see their condition as a human weakness in need of change, or they will see their selfishness and pride as, meh, whatever. Maybe something that they can have alongside, something they can even feed, something they can nourish. The problem is Jesus came for people who knew their sin was a sickness. Jesus came for people who knew their sin had separated them from how they were designed to live, from who they were created to be, for people who knew they were lost and they couldn't find their way back on their own. So I got to tell you, if selfishness and pride is not that big of a deal to you, then surrendering to Jesus is, is going to be a problem. He was real clear. He said, if you follow me, you're going to deny self. You realize that's the opposite of selfishness and pride. There's a line in this episode where Jesus is speaking to a parent of an adult female that has decided to follow him. And this parent thinks that his daughter has lost her mind, so he goes to Jesus to give him a piece of his. And you can imagine Jesus, he listens and he's humble. And then Jesus responds this way. I ask a lot of those who follow me, but I ask little of those who do not. Jesus wants the lost found, not because he wants to move them in this life to easy street. No, Jesus wants the lost found because he doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants us to all find eternal life. Frederick Buechner has a great perspective on this. What's lost is nothing to what's found. And all the death that ever was set next to life would scarcely fill a cup. Everything is about being found because life actually swallows up death. Look at this from the Book of Truth. We're all going to be changed. You hear a blast to end all blasts from a trumpet. And in the time that you look up and blink your eyes, it's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up and out of their graves beyond the reach of death. 
never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way, we'll all be changed. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable taken off the shelves and replaced by the imperishable. This mortal replaced by the immortal. Then the saying will come true. Death swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word? Oh, death. Oh, death. Who's afraid of you now? It was sin that made death so frightening and law-cold guilt that gave sin its leverage, its destructive power. But now, in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin, guilt, death, are gone. The gift of our Master, Jesus Christ. Thank God. With all this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground and don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the work of the Master, confident that nothing you do for Him is a waste of time or effort. And a big part of that work of the Master is joining Him in finding the lost. Jesus explained it with several stories. One that I'm going to focus on right now is the story of the lost sheep. He said a shepherd had a hundred sheep. He's got 99 of them in safe for the night. One is away. One is lost. What does he do? Does he hope that that sheep finds his way back home on his own? No. He leaves the 99. And he goes and he looks for that lost one until he finds it. Why? Because God wants nothing lost. God doesn't even wait for us to show signs of repentance. He initiates the search and comes looking before anything. And he's called us to join him in this effort. I love the way Hybels put it. God gets great pleasure from sending his agents on secret reconnaissance missions with personal instructions no one else knows about. He loves to stretch us beyond our comfort zones and challenge us to take risks on the front line of his kingdom advancing enterprises. People matter to God, and Jesus is driving that point home with this story. Look, if the lost matter to Jesus, then it follows that the lost will matter to his followers. Well, we're now 20 years removed from 9-11. Hard to believe, isn't it? Doesn't occupy our thinking like it once did. Stories have been told, movies have been made. You may have heard the story or saw the movie about Dave Carnes. When the World Trade Centers tumbled to the ground on that dreadful day, nearly 3,000 people lost their lives. But a relatively few who were buried beneath the rubble miraculously survived. Two of those were Will Gemino and John McLaughlin, a pair of Port Authority employees who responded to the attack and were at the bottom floor of the South Tower when the South Tower fell. Trapped and without water and breathing smoke-filled air, both men had little hope for survival. Yet as they lay there under a mountain of debris, something was stirring inside an accountant over in Connecticut. Dave Carnes, who spent 23 years in active duty in the Marines, was watching the scene play out on TV, just like the rest of us. But more than just allowing it to trouble him, he decided to do something about it. So he goes and he tells his boss that he wouldn't be back for a while. 
He went home to put on his fatigues and then drove to ground zero. When he arrived by late afternoon, rescue workers were being called off site. Dave was able to stay because of the clout and credential of his uniform. Finding another Marine, Jason Thomas, the two joined forces and walked the pile of debris together, seeking to save a life. And after an hour of searching, they heard some faint tapping on some pipes. It was Will and John who had been trapped for nine hours. These Marines who had been working their jobs just hours before found them and began to dig them out to freedom. Of the 20 people pulled out of the rubble to safety, Will and John were numbers 18 and 19. Only one more would be pulled and survive underneath all of that mess. All because Dave Carnes and Jason Thomas took off their suits, put on their rescue fatigues, rolled up their sleeves, and stepped into the despair and darkness of ground zero. One preacher put it this way, in the same way, but to an infinitely greater degree, God took off his royal robes, stepped into our dark and depraved culture, and served us. We were buried in the depths and rubble of our own foolishness with zero chance of pulling ourselves out of our own sin. We were without hope until the Holy One clothed himself in humanity to rescue us, to become sin for us on the cross. People, if God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Blessed Holy Spirit feel this strongly about the lost being found, shouldn't we? This is a moment for us, a moment for us to answer individually. If you're about finding the lost, well, I'll be about that too. So will I.